I know many of you out there from the lovely responses to the Wellbeing Wednesday episode one are looking forward to episode two. But in episode two, we risk the wrath of Sandy Marshall <laughs> because she's thrown a wobbly this week and for very good reasons around well-being. Sandy? I have. I've, I'm absolutely infuriated. Um, righteous anger. Righteous anger. I did take to LinkedIn um, over the weekend. Um, so for those of you that have already read my little rant, um, now you're going to have rant. to... Read your rant. Read my rant. Now you're going to have to listen to it. Excellent. Well, we've got a positive um, outcome, haven't we? We're going to move towards... Yes, yes. We, we have. Um, and hopefully, eventually, the outcome will be that we will change the, the world. world. And if you haven't heard the rant, we're going to tell you about the rant now. So rant. Okay. Rant on you, crazy diamond. So, a really lovely lady that I know... Who shall be nameless. Who shall be nameless, self-employed, decided to get income protection insurance. Um, in case for any reason she wasn't able to work for a sustained period of Very time, obviously, if to look after her family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Julie did the application, um, came back a little bit more expensive than she anticipated. And when she looked into it, she found out that she had been considered by the insurance company as a risk for mental health. All this came about is because sometime before she'd visited her GP on a completely unrelated matter. Um, and whilst in the consultation her GP had asked her generally how are you everything okay um, and this lady had commented that she had just been given the news that her father was dying and as a result she was feeling quite anxious so that's not a mental imbalance is no. it that's a nut you've got to go through it's a natural reaction a to feeling of anxiety and to, I don't know what the future's going to be I know what the future's going to be in some ways and yeah and, and not, not a nice future obviously so it, it's the kind of thing, what do they say, but, um, death, divorce um, and Taxi moving issues. house yeah, are the, yeah. the, the three most... Um, or presenting at TBN. <laughs> I'll take your word for that, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, are, are among the three most stressful things that you can go through. Um, so she just mentioned this in passing, in passing to the doctor. To the doctor, um, who made a note, which some people would say, well, why make a note? But actually it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Because if at a later date, my friend had gone back to her doctor and said, look, things are really building up on me. There's a note on there already. I understand. Things that have started it and, and where it's all coming from. So the insurance company has a look at this and off the back of that, they decide that she is a high insurance risk for mental health reasons. Um, and not only did her premium go up, but also now she can't claim if she does actually start to suffer from any from that group genuine um, yeah, mental, mental health, health disorder issues. including depression ptsd um so the insurance has waived that yeah option yeah right gotcha um and it just makes me so angry because in this day and age especially since the pandemic and lockdown everybody is talking about making mental health more open more honest about having the conversation but really, are you, are you going to have the conversation with your doctor if you if think in any way, shape or thought, form that it's going to pressure you financially and mean that you're not covered against a certain part of what you need cover for? And, and it's just so mm. unfair. Mm. There, there are five or six um, different levels of anxiety. You start off with mild anxiety, moderate anxiety, severe and then it goes right through to PTSD, 
depression, phobias. Um, and I completely understand that there are times when a more severe level of anxiety will affect your insurance. But everybody suffers from mild anxiety. Stage fright is classed say, if you're not, as mild anxiety. If you're not anxious at the moment, there's something wrong with you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, some people get anxious walking into a room full of strangers. I'm not happy walking into a room full of strangers. It makes me quite anxious. Mm. Um, so everybody suffers some level of anxiety. Mm. But if you speak to your doctor about that, I, I mean, I get that you're not going to go into your doctor and say, I feel really anxious because I walked into a pub full of people I didn't know. You're not going to say that. But if you've got a relative that's, that's dying, yeah. it is something... Or your job's on the line. Yeah. Or... So we need an outcome of knowing when it's appropriate to talk to the doctor because you always need help and there's always help available. Is that true? Yes and no. Okay. I don't think anybody should ever be discouraged from talking to their doctor about any kind of mental health But disorder. if it's going to cost me... But the insurance companies in my mind, shouldn't take it as a tick box exercise. You can't say, do you suffer from anxiety, tick. It's like, do you smoke, do you drink, do you suffer from anxiety? Yeah. yeah. It, if you suffer from anxiety, again, there's so many different levels. You need to kind of like peel that away a little bit. All these insurance forms say, is it okay for us to contact your GP? Hmm. So contact the GP, get a little bit of clarity so that you know, or the company knows, whether or not to class it as a severe anxiety problem or just a general day-to-day -day mild anxiety problem. Get it. So if there was some sort of accepted protocol for a mm. GP to say, this is a level one anxiety, we're just gonna keep an eye on it, nothing to worry mm. about, and they took that seriously, mm. then the game is changed. Mm. I mean, people talk about um, illnesses such as cancer, and there's different levels of cancer. Um, there's treatable cancers and there's non-treatable cancers. But if you were to tick a box to say, yes, I'm suffering from cancer. Generalisation. Yeah. Mm. Then chances are the insurance company would look and say, okay, well, let, let's, let's have a look. Is, is this likely to be reoccurring? Is it going to be cleared up? Is it going to be terminal? Um, and then make a judgment call based on that. And exactly the same should be the case when you're looking at mental health. Eight in 100 people report some kind of anxiety every week in the UK. Eight in 100, weekly. And Eight those, percent of the population yep. on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis. And those figures don't include under 16s, people in hospital, in prison, sheltered accommodation, or people that are sleeping rough homeless. So that is a huge proportion of society who are likely to be suffering from kind, some mm -hmm. kind of mental health because they're in those positions, um, that weren't even included in those figures. And that yet it's still eight in 100 every single week. But only one in 100 suffers from PTSD, which I get would be reportable to an insurance company. Yes, yeah. Cool. Can you... I don't know how much medical background understanding you have, but if you do have that post-traumatic stress disorder and it's cured, it's sorted, you have the right therapy, can that then be written off your report? 
I honestly don't know. No, I, don't I know. think something like that would probably stay on your report um, for a long time. And this is this is an issue, isn't it? Because we're talking about something that's almost intangible. Mm. If there's a cancer, you can see the damage. You can mm -hmm. you can know if the cure is working. Mm -hmm. You've got evidence in the blood. Yeah. So we want to encourage people to have open and honest conversations about their state of well-being. I'm happy to tell you if I'm happy. I should be equally as willing to tell you well, I'm feeling sad, you know, mm. something's happening in the family. But don't say that if you want to get insurance. Yeah. So what strategies are we going to offer people then to have these good conversations? Who should we be talking to first? SandyMarshall.com I would like to think that people will still have the conversations. I mean, we were talking last week about a support network. Um, and I posted this week about Piglet, the little um, yes, that was wonderful. The, the little it? section yeah. from from um, Pooh Bear. If you miss that, um, there's just this lovely thing where Pooh is feeling sad, and Piglet talks to Pooh about it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Pooh doesn't want to talk about it, and Piglet's kind of that's okay, and just sits with him. It's kind of like ooh, it's a bit emotional if you've ever felt that sad, and he's just there as a friend and it's mm. Mm. but again it's about just having that support yeah. and whether you need that support from your GP a friend a counsellor a whatsapp group a whatsapp group um, it, it's very individual but I mean personally if I had a magic wand I'd, I would just change the way insurance companies look at it I would just beg them to, to scratch a little bit beneath the surface rather than having a one-size-fits-all because yeah. when it comes to mental health one size does not fit all far far from it i tell you what would be really nice because we've already had some wonderful support from lee thomas mm. into this and mark cooper will have something to say on this as well we'll get him into the debate mark we'll tag you in this video because he's, he's insightful in working out the right way to approach these things and frame it for mm. the appropriate protection for mm. our clients and th there's a lot of people that don't, I mean, I'm, I'm no whiz when it comes to insurance and, and things like that. Um, and Lee Thomas, bless him, was kind enough to put a, a post onto LinkedIn um, following the conversation um, and would be happy to look into it on behalf of, of my friends. And, and I've mentioned that to her, which is fantastic. Um, and maybe he can change it. But what I would really like is for insurance companies not to go down that road in the first place. Mm -hmm. I've suffered with some real great discouragement. I'm not sure it ever was depression. I had very valid reasons for not feeling okay. And I finally got to the point where I rang the Samaritans. And I tell you, there was so much resistance to that because I thought I was wasting their time. Mm. But I got to the point where I was thinking about ending it or what would it be like if I did that. Rang them up and managed to encourage the Samaritan on the other end. <laughs> I think I was in a better state than he was. <laughs> I mean, what a great organisation. When would you, what level of anxiety would you have to be at to give yourself permission to tap into a resource like that? A resource like the Samaritans, um, I think, as you say, if you really are seriously considering um, suicide. Well, that's big it. level anxiety, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, but I mean, the Samaritans are also really good at just pointing you in the right direction um, for lower levels of mental health issues, um, for help and assistance. But again, there isn't a one size fits all. No. Sometimes it's a case of just going to 
the person that you think is right, whether that be um, looking on Minds websites, whether yes. that be contacting someone like Paula Thompson, who's a stress counsellor. Paula, we love um, you. Uh, Leslie Downs, yes. couples counsellor. Yeah, relationships. Um, so there's, there is somebody out there for everybody. It could just be sitting down and having a chat with my mum, which I did on Sunday. Back from the break. The phone was to blame because we won't give love a bad name. You were looking after your man, wasn't you? Absolutely. Good old Steve. Yeah. It's under the microwave. I don't know what it was, but it sounded really exciting. His tablets. His tablets. <laughs> Not keep... so exciting. That's what Moses said to Aaron, wasn't it? All the other way around, keep taking the tablets. And um, seriously, we were talking about how amazing TBN is, a professional business network that's turned into a support network mm. because of the honesty of a few members. So I think Jamie Forster really started it probably two years ago now. I'll go back and look at the, the YouTube video. And you stood up and said, I've had such much trouble with depression. Boom. And then Chris Heffer did something that was terrifyingly bold. He did a presentation at the golf club, one of our meetings. And um, he said, I've had this battle with depression. And then he said, stand up, all you members who have had a similar journey. And it was like so many positive, bouncy, outward going, sparkly people had faced this battle. And that gave the whole membership permission to uh, be honest about the whole thing that makes up our business experience. Because if I'm not motivated, if I'm feeling low, it ain't going to happen, is it? And Absolutely. That, and that's and what you're finding even with TBN Online. Definitely, definitely. Out of all the um, networking meetings that I've been to, um, TBN is the only one that has that kind of warm support. And, and I know that, like you say, if I'm having a day where I'm not feeling motivated, I can just reach out to somebody and, and they're just there. And it's amazing. It, it's, it is like no other. Um, and I wouldn't change it for all the tea in China. We're going to leave you this week with three amazing things to do for your well-being. So I filmed the rather charismatic and entertaining Jamie Skipper yesterday. We took him up Dalston Castle and he did some videos on motivation because we're both fans of motivational mapping and how that can get that energy flowing into the system. You've got to have that flow. And uh, he did a little piece to camera sort of ad-libbing afterwards talking about some great techniques to feel better. And just reminded me that I am breathing unconsciously. When you breathe consciously and intentionally, it reminds me of my nan's wisdom where she used to say, count to 10, dear, if I got upset. And my friend Shalina had a whole business, probably still has, called Press Pause. That Wise words. I've got to remember to breathe out as well. That's the first one. You'll go. Um, I had a lovely conversation with Tim Grace last week. Um, very clever man, very nice Arty. Arty. Articulate. Yeah, um, and we've been talking about some bits and pieces and I'm really excited about having sort of future conversations with him. Um, I think he's got a fabulous ethos for his company. Yeah. Um, Probably yeah. can't go public yet, so, but nope, it's well, such a bold, it is and, good and vision. Business for good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really admire him for sort of like thinking outside the box with it. Um, and looking forward to, to chatting with him some more. So people are really important to your well-being, aren't they? Absolutely. 
And how are you with websites? Mm, mm -hmm. Two words, Jamie Forster. Jamie Forster. So you've got a good week ahead. I have. Um, I'm seeing Jamie on Wednesday. Um, he's going to have a look at my website for me um, and hopefully work a, a little bit of Jamie magic on it. He will. Because it's, it really is a bit pants. And he'll do the why as well. Mm. So that's what I like about Jamie. It's not just about, okay, we can make a website for you. Yeah. It's what are we trying to achieve here? And his transparency is inspiring. Absolutely. And, and I've got um, the mind map that we did about the business and the story. Um, so I'm taking that down to him as well. Mind so spoil the surprise for him now. <laughs> and she's going to be talking about buses with her mate Clive and a new friend Kendall. When's that? On Thursday after the face-to-face -face TBN. So what's your address so we can um, burgle you while you're out doing all these? I'm not telling you. Um, That's what Steve's so there. Steve's there. Not that it'll put up much of a fight at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got a really nice week to look forward to. Um, and of course doing this on a Monday is just great. Yeah. It sort of sets me up for the week. And not so many dogs barking this time. No. no a few birds scuttling around in the garden. It's um, a bald blackbird, I think. It is a bald blackbird. Too stressed. You need Wellbeing Wednesday. <laughs> Bless him. That is a seriously bald blackbird. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry we can't turn the camera around, but I might have upset its feelings. I was going to say, you've hurt him now, he's flown off. Relationships, great idea. Remember to breathe consciously, press pause and just do that. What's the third one we're going to do? I can't remember it either. That was the third one. Was it? Yep, my week to look forward to. Tim's right. Grace last week, and yep. the third one, my week to look forward to. Okay. Blackbird says, signing out today. And see you all again next week. Well, we'll be talking Tosh. Again. For Wellbeing Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> She's been Sandy Marshall. He's been Lex McKee. <laughs>